Refuge family, how are you doing today? Uh, Brother Christopher Walker here. I'm so glad that you can be with us uh, for this last lesson uh, in the series that uh, I've been teaching uh, called The Abundant Life. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about abundant hope and why we need it when sorrow enters into our life. Uh, our main verse is going to come from 1 Thessalonians 4.13. And so if you have your Bibles, please join me in 1 Thessalonians 4.13. Uh, and as you find that verse, uh, let's just ask God uh, to be with us right now at this time. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you again in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, thank you for how good you are uh, to us, to our church, uh, to our city, our community. And as you know what's going on in the world right now, God, we know that you are good in every way, every form, and every fashion. I would pray, God, that uh, as we talk about abundant hope today, that you will open our hearts and open our eyes on how important it is to have hope in you, hope in Jesus Christ and what it does for us. Oh, God, I pray that your word would saturate us. I pray that as I speak, Lord God, that it would encourage, that it would equip someone to go and move forward, God, to, to conquer and uh, to walk in the purpose that you have called them to walk in today. Again, I ask you for your blessing, Lord. Allow your spirit to flow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. First Thessalonians 4.13. And it reads as follows. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Hmm. Hope. What is it? What is hope to you? What does hope mean? Uh, just yesterday, my oldest son, he was hoping that I would fix his bike. <clears throat> to use it in an, another way, uh, we can assume that pastor probably hopes that you will show up to church uh, for our drive-in service today. <laughs> um, I think we all hope to make it to heaven one day. Again, what is hope? Uh, just a simple Google search or um, actually I received this definition out of a concordance. Um, but one of the definitions of hope was a joyful expectation. A joyful expectation. Now, while this while this word can be used in many instances, speaking of the word hope. One instance in which I find the word being used is when our lives are filled with sorrow. I think we can all agree uh, when things it seems that our life and our world is being turned upside down. There is often something that we hope for. Uh, I think we all can agree that this life, it is filled with sorrow because of the losses we experience. Um, we grieve when things are stripped from our lives. Uh, there are times we find ourselves torn apart uh, by the cruelty of life. Um, I mean, even being separated from those things 
that we hold so dear uh, to our uh, to ourselves. Uh, as we stumble around trying to make sense of what uh, just happened, the process of sorrow, it takes over. Uh, in fact, grief is a necessary process. Why? Because grieving, it allows survivors to adjust to the changes that the loss has made in their lives and to reorient themselves to a future life in which the beloved person or object uh, is physically absent. And so uh, here are three reasons we sorrow. Uh, number one, we sorrow at the loss of loved ones because of death. Though we all know that death is an inevitable part of life, the experience is never easy for those left behind. The pain of the separation experienced is sometimes overwhelming for people. And some of us may understand that. <clears throat> The reality of of never having that individual uh, with us again in this life is difficult to cope with for some of us. And temporary separation, that's hard enough to deal with uh, when it comes to our loved ones. However, a more permanent separation like death uh, is much more difficult uh, to reconcile. Uh, considering what is going on with George Floyd, uh, George Floyd. Um, and what happened in Minnesota uh, over the death of this man, I, I think we can understand um, how how people are sorrowful. And uh, when when we are in this state, um, most people. Uh, and I'm trying to use the right words to say this uh, correctly, but many times we're just not ourselves. Um, it's hard to 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 hold your character, to keep your character uh, intact. And and that's the reason that uh, we have the incident in Minnesota. Um, it, it's it's unfortunate, um, but we sorrow. And, and this is one of the reasons uh, that we need to have hope. And I'm going to get to it later on uh, in the message. But again, we sorrow at the loss of loved ones uh, because of death. Um, but the number two reason we sorrow is we sorrow at the loss of friendships and relationships. Uh, sadly, some friendships and relationships, uh, they become severed because of the mistakes and the inability to reconcile our differences. Uh, it is in these moments that both sides feel the pain of brokenness. What started out so wonderful and so beautiful it could end up so hurtful and filled with sadness. Uh, each party, they will find themselves grieving in different ways, but still grieving nonetheless. Uh, thirdly, we, we sorrow at the loss of possessions. It is, it is normal for people to become attached to their possessions. Of course, we should be very careful to always make sure uh, we are serving God instead of serving our possessions. Uh, but even when that is the case, uh, there are some possessions that that mean more to us than others. And uh, one example that I can think of are pictures. Uh, I've heard of incidences uh, with people's uh, they've houses, their homes have burned down. Uh, and in the in the midst of the fire were valuable pictures. I mean, you couldn't put a price on them. Uh, pictures of your children, pictures 
of maybe uh, your parents who uh, have passed and, and went on to glory. Uh, but the loss of possessions also, uh, they bring sorrow in our life. And though we experience sorrow in this life, we hold to the hope at the same time. Uh, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we have hope beyond this life. So when we experience troubles here, at the same time, we hold to hope of a better day coming. Additionally, we not only have hope in the life, uh, in a life uh, that is to come, but we also have hope in life because Jesus overcame the world. Um, it, it speaks of that in John 16. God, he gives us an abundant hope because of what he has done in our lives. And so here are four benefits of having hope in Jesus. The first benefit is we are not distressed when we are faced with troubles. Second uh, Corinthians 4 and 8 says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. Listen, life is filled with pressures and troubles of every kind. But God, he promises us strength that will sustain and uphold us. Um, the prophet Isaiah, uh, he declared in uh, chapter 40, uh, verse 31 of his book. Uh, it says in the, in the NIV version, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. When we look to him, God, he becomes our refuge and our strength. Uh, the psalmist, he wrote again uh, in Psalm 73, 26. He says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and he is my portion forever. God, he's our strength. And we do not have to live life crushed beneath the weight of his problems and his pressures. Uh, number two is uh, because we hope we do not have uh, to despair when difficulties come our way. Uh, the last half of Second Corinthians 4, 8 tells us that we are perplexed, but not driven to despair. Uh, to be perplexed, it means to be uh, in, in a time of difficulty. Or at a loss. Uh, when we are at a loss and we don't know what to do or where to turn, listen, God is the answer. God has given us an abundant life to sustain us through every twist and turn in life. Uh, number three, because we hope, we do not have to fear being forsaken when we are persecuted. Uh, we have not been promised freedom from persecution. Uh, it, it's something that it's kind of it perplexes many Christians, but uh, persecution is something that we might have to endure. Uh, in fact, Jesus, he told his disciples that they would be persecuted because he was persecuted. Now, Jesus, he knows what it was like to be misunderstood. Uh, he knew what it was like to be persecuted and accused of uh, of wrong, even though all he did was right. Uh, but because he endured and overcame we have hope that he will be with us uh, throughout every opposition we face. Uh, God, he has promised to never leave nor forsake us. Uh, number four, because we have hope, uh, we do not fear defeat even when we are not down. Uh, the prophet Micah wrote in Micah 7 to 8, 
Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. I shall arise when I sit in darkness. The Lord shall be a light unto me. Listen, failure does not, again, it does not have to be final. We do not have to fear uh, defeat when we fall or when we have been knocked down. In fact, our ultimate victory has already been won. After having been born again, our only responsibility is to continue walking and living by faith and keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ. If we will do this, we are guaranteed eternal life with Christ in heaven. And uh, I can't wait for that day. Um, before Jesus, he before Jesus came, uh, I, I think it's I think it's understandable that we were without hope and that we were lost in our sins. But thankfully, Jesus' death, he gave us an abundant hope in this life. For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more were those who received God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in the life through one man, Jesus Christ? That's found in Romans 5.17. Listen, we have been given grace and life through the death of Jesus Christ. We can live with hope and be confident in God's promises. And here are three areas in which we have been given hope. The first is uh, we have been given a hope of resurrection. Second uh, Corinthians 4.14 says, knowing that he which was raised up, uh, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. We have a hope beyond this life. When we were born again uh, of water and spirit, our lives, uh, they were resurrected to live in a spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ in this present life. And if the, uh, it, it, the Bible says that if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. We we have also been given a hope of future resurrection in the last days when Christ returns for his church. Uh, number two is we have been given hope of renewal. Now, though our flesh is dying daily, our spiritual man is being strengthened every day, looking for that place it will live forever. Second Corinthians 4.16 says, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. There are days when our strength is gone. Moments pass when we struggle to press on and keep our momentum moving forward. However, we can have hope in those times because the Lord promises us strength. We need to keep going. We are given everything we need to live as overcomers because every day God promises the mercy and grace we need. Number three is uh, we have also been given a hope of glory. Our present troubles are going to produce a future glory. We have hope that what is going to be produced from our lives will be full of honors, value and worth. We are promised that the outcome of our lives live for Jesus Christ on this earth will far outweigh and be greater than anything we've ever experienced in this life. What awaits us is beyond comprehension. First uh, Corinthians two and nine, it says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear hath heard, 
neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Therefore, because we have this promise, we must fix our eyes on hope. What is it? Second Corinthians 418. It says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but the unseen is eternal. Only by fixing our eyes. uh, I'm sorry. Only by uh, fixing our eyes can we help maintain our purpose and continue to follow faithfully after Jesus Christ. Listen, there are many distractions, but there is only one hope. And that hope is what increases our hold on abundant life. When we think about what is going on in this world right now uh, and what's been on every uh, news channel, uh, every media uh, outlet, it leads to one thing, hope. See, when we have no hope in life, Uh, The only thing we can do, and I'm I'm speaking of uh, the people who have been saddened um, by the George Floyd situation. Uh, When we have no hope, the only thing that you can do is, is be destructive. But because we as Christians have hope, and, and Pastor, he even, he even preached about it. The Bible says to pray for those who persecute you and mistreat you. And I don't have the verse uh, uh, with me at this time. But because we have a hope, uh, we know that, that that this is not the final say. We know that this is not the final destination. And, and while I am disturbed at what's going on in this world right now, I'm disturbed at the death. Uh, I'm disturbed at the rioting. I'm disturbed uh, about the looting and the various things. And I've been to prayer and I know that many of you have been to prayer. And, and if I could be honest with you, I go to prayer angry and in some kids in some situations, I come out of prayer angry. But here's the difference. I have my hope in Jesus Christ. And I know that Jesus, he will have the final say. And I will put my trust in him because when we put our trust in our own hands, listen, we mess up God's plan. We do more damage uh, than we do good. And the Bible says that vengeance belongs to the Lord. And so I trust that God will bring justice. He will bring justice to these people. He will bring justice to everyone who has been hurt and uh, everyone who has been mistreated. Uh, Our job is just to pray. I believe that we should pray and have a hope of a future. Earth is not our final destination, Refuge. This is not our final destination. While it's okay to pray about what's going on in this world, I I don't believe, and this is just my personal beliefs, I don't believe that God wants us to just be so fully engulfed and to be protesting and and, uh, various things. I don't, I don't believe God wants us to be uh, involved in, in these things to a massive degree. I believe that we should just trust God and allow him to lead us. Abundant hope. If we're going to live the abundant life, there's going to be times of sorrow. And in those times of sorrow, we have to lift our heads up. And we have to remember that we have a hope. 
a hope in Jesus Christ that one day that we're going to hear the trumpet of God. And when we hear that trumpet of God, we're going to be spending the rest of eternity, all of eternity, if I can say it, with our God, with our maker and everything that we've been through. All the trouble, all the sorrow, all the anger is going to be taken away and it's going to be pure joy for the rest of eternity. Refuge, let's live the abundant life. Let's have abundant hope. And I ask you, let's pray right now and ask the Lord if he would give us just that. Father, I thank you right now that you've given us your word that has instructed us, Lord, has showed us that we can put our hope in you. Father, I want to pray for every individual. I want to pray for this country right now. Lord God, we need you. We need to be reminded that our hope is placed in you. God, you see all the violence and what's going on around us at this time. But I pray, Lord God, that it would work. It would all work together for your good. I pray, Lord God, that you would be lifted up, that you would be glorified and that we would do so, that we would be the light and the salt of this earth. I pray that as we move forward, God, in sorrow as it enters into our life, Lord God, that we would be able to focus on you. Because you, are, you, God, are able to take away our pains. You're able to help us in the grieving process, Lord God. You're the one uh, who is going to give us comfort that surpasses all understanding. And so I would pray right now, God, Father, that you would send the spirit of hope out into this nation, uh, to these people, Lord God, that have been, God, they've been feeling some type of way for such a long time. And they don't see an answer for what is going on in this world right now, but you are the answer. And so we pray that you would open their eyes, Lord God, open their eyes to your truth. Open their eyes, Lord God, that they may see you, Lord, and realize your love and what you've done for us. God, our hope is in you, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Again, I thank you all for joining us, uh, joining me uh, as in this series, The Abundant Life. I truly hope that you've received something. And, and until next time, uh, everyone be blessed. Have a good one.